as a college student and knowing exactly what I want to go into, one thing that's super important for me to do is to talk to experts and people who've been in the industry for a while. Someone who really knows the ropes and knows exactly what they're doing, who to contact, to basically get the full picture of what my life would look like being in that job. Specifically, I'm looking for jobs in broadcasting and podcasting. So today we're going to listen to an interview between me and Michelle Fortin, who is a comedian, podcaster, YouTuber. She has a history in broadcast journalism and PR. So let's go ahead and play that interview. Okay, you might know her as Michelle from YouTube Top Knot Comedy or her mom advice podcast, Just Add Sprinkles, but I know her as Professor Fortin. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I love that little intro. <laughs> Look at you. Well, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and give a little backstory of your career okay. and everything that you've done, because you've done a lot. It's been a busy film life, mm-hmm. which is good, right? Yeah. Better busy than bored is my motto. But no, I got my gra- my undergrad at Biola University in Communications and my master's at Arizona State University in Mass Communication. Started off my career in broadcast journalism as a producer and then anchor and reporter. I worked at several stations across the country. It happened that I was at ABC Affiliates, which is random, but that's where mm-hmm. I ended up. And then I worked in media relations in a nonprofit for a number of years, had babies, launched my own PR firm, mm-hmm. and then in recent years started doing comedy as a fun thing that turned into a business mm-hmm. in addition to adjunct instructing here at GCU. So that kind of sums it up briefly. Yeah, my whole life I've wanted to do um, broadcast journalism. That's been a dream since like sixth grade. Yeah. And then as that's gotten closer, it's been kind of like, oh, this is a reality and I have to find connections and all that. Right. And and even podcasting yep. is something that, that's my newest goal. Because for me it was, okay, it was YouTube in sixth grade, wanted to be a beauty YouTuber. <laughs> then it was um, broadcast journalism yep. in eighth grade, up until now. Yeah. And um, now it's podcasting for me. That's another thing I, I love. Well, you're great at it. I mean, you've done podcasting for my classes before. You have a great voice. <laughs> and it's about telling stories and talking to people. And- yeah, and that's kind of my first question. Okay. So you're a professor here at GCU, yeah. and you're working with college students. And basically, college students are this is where they're starting. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where we're finding things that we love and we're finally getting the skills that we want right. um, to be able to do podcasting or YouTubing. Um, YouTubing, is that a word? I think so. I think <laughs> we can make it a word. <laughs> um, but something I run into a lot as, you know, a documenter, broadcasting and all that mm-hmm. is I know what I want to do, but I don't know the niche or the topic. Right. So if I want to start a podcast, all I know is that I really want to start a podcast, right. but I don't know what it should be on. Right. So how do you figure out your niche? Well, you first start with what interests you, because if you want to do something like a podcast, that is, you're not producing a podcast for an organization or on behalf of an organization. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for yourself. Obviously, you're going to want to do something that interests you, so you have the momentum to keep going. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to want to figure out your target audience, who you think is going to listen and what they want to hear and find that happy medium, find something that crosses both. And then you just got to do it. So once you start doing it and putting it out there, giving yourself time to improve, every episode gets better and better and you see the reaction from your audience, you'll learn what your audience wants to hear. You'll look at, oh, I put out episodes on, um, you know, Romance, like we, you had done before, mm-hmm. like on dating life. And, you know, that's not really hitting with my audience, but they really love hearing about 
body image issues on social media or whatever it is, then you start to kind of read your audience and then that's where the listening comes in and then the dollar bills follow and once mm-hmm. you kind of find that niche. Mm-hmm. But um, also don't knock podcasting for organizations and businesses. If you have that skill set and you like it, go on LinkedIn, look up podcast under jobs. You'll be shocked at the number mm-hmm. of jobs that pop up businesses looking to outsource a podcast on behalf of their business. They're looking for hosts, looking for producers, looking for editors. Mm-hmm. And it is a whole line of work now mm-hmm. um, that you can do not just for yourself, but on behalf of an organization and gain the skills. Mm-hmm. Now, how did your podcast, Just Add Sprinkles, come to be? So I, I, do a po- I co-host a podcast called um, Celebrating Motherhood, Just Add Sprinkles, for an organization called City Mom Collective. Mm-hmm. And I have done their PR and communication consulting for years with them. Mm-hmm. They decided a few years ago they wanted to launch a podcast. And I started by just producing it because I had the broadcast experience and I was already consulting for communications. Mm-hmm. And the host, or the, the host is the CEO, but she has no broadcasting experience. And she's very well-spoken. She speaks a lot. She's very well-spoken. There's a lot to say. But she was struggling. And she really needed um, someone to come in and kind of help her with the banter. So I said, you know what, why don't we give a few episodes of a you know, try it, I'll come in with you. And, and so we did that, and then we realized that we had the good um, chemistry. Thank mm-hmm. you, that's the yeah. word I'm looking for. <laughs> chemistry, and then and that we can really go off of one another. And so now it's just kind of made sense for me to help. Mm-hmm. But I, I also see that from a PR perspective. So I'm still, everything I do with the podcast is more to make her look good. So oh. I'm kind of, I set up our conversations, but that's also how you should be as a co-host. You should always, if you're both thinking, keeping the other one looking good, then you're both going to be at your best. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of how that podcast came to be. And I'm a mom, I've got a nine and 10 year old at home. And so we always talk about mom issues, Mm -hmm. but it is, I am paid by the organization to do it, which is nice because it's a, I get to broadcast, keep that broadcasting Mm -hmm. um, part of me fresh and writing scripts and helping um, edit it or produce it and then also co-hosting with the same microphone you have in my home office and um, and I I love doing that because I love talking see I could just talk for days Yes. We can just sit here and talk <laughs> So that's why I'm like, I love talking and I love recording. Like, I remember in one of your classes, you said something about how people like us, we have a weird tick and we have this weird drive where we just love recording and we love being on camera. Like, where do you think that comes from? God. <laughs> Honestly, I think God, you know, gives all of us innate abilities and gifts, right? We all know that, spiritual gifts or the way he's designed mm-hmm. our personalities. And some of us are designed that we like to be in front of people and we like to be on camera or on stage or in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. And so many times in Christian cultures, we're, we almost tell ourselves that that's either selfish or greedy or vain, mm-hmm. when in reality, the percentage of people who actually enjoy that is very small. And God's given those people those talents and desires for a reason. And if we're open to seeing what God can use through through those talents and abilities to serve him or serve others, I don't think we should deny ourselves that. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's important to, if you have that desire and that skill set, which not everybody has, a lot of people have the desire and not everyone has the (laughs) skill set, to go ahead and pursue that. I think I told, I may have told you in my classes, I was on air for years, mm-hmm. then I went off air, and I worked in media relations, which was putting other people on the air, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great transition. <laughs> One day I was sitting in, I think I told you guys this, I was sitting in a therapy session with my therapist. <laughs> we were just talking about life and struggles and all this, and she, she looks at me and she says, Michelle, do you think maybe it's time to put yourself back on camera? Maybe that's missing for you. 
And it occurred to me, she was right. I am good at being on camera and I do love that. And it is hard sometimes to train people and then put them on camera knowing I could do that myself. And that's when the YouTube thing started (laughs) and I got to scratch that itch again for myself and realize Mm -hmm. just because a few years had passed doesn't mean that that dream has to die or that you know, skill set has to go away. I can still do that too. Speaking for myself, at the end of all of this and wherever my career takes me, I really just want to be a mom at the end of the day. And a great mom. (laughs) Thank you. And your transition into parenthood from your career, like what did that look like? Were you going from broadcast journalism into it? Or I was I was already out of broadcasting and in um, media relations. It I'll be honest with you, it was a tough transition for me. I um, at one point, didn't know if I was going to get married. I was very career-driven. Never planned on being a stay-at-home mom. That was not in my repertoire. I wanted to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found myself, this a whole other story, but ten, I had a 10-month-old, and I was pregnant already with my second, and I lost my job, and I was home with these kids, and I couldn't get a job because I was visibly pregnant because pregnant, mm-hmm. I popped them out <laughs> together. And I had this kid who was learning to walk, and you know I had to be there. And here I was kind of stuck at home, and mm-hmm. I. But then, God uses that. God uses everything, right? And it, and it used that to give me better perspective to be home with my kids during a pivotal time. Mm-hmm. But I was still able to adjunct teach and do kind of little things and start my own company and take one client at a time, what I could manage, and yeah. just kind of keep my foot in the door. But I, the people have this, and I'm guilty of this. Pre kids had this notion that. My kids are going to be born, and they're going to slide into the cracks of my life. They're just going to fit into what's already happening. Mm-hmm. They're they're not going to change me. They're just going to kind of f- come along for the ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a really for funny sure. joke. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, <laughs> kids change you, and they I mean they change you from the moment they're born, which mm-hmm. is sounds cliche, but it's true. But they also shift your all your priorities and and everything that you want to do. You have these little people depending on you, and yeah. you know you want to be an example and. The list goes on, but kind of I, I, I kind of needed to learn that I think a little bit the hard way, and yeah. kind of be forced to hang out with them. Yes, <laughs> more than I wanted to, <laughs> but it's all worked out. I think that's so funny. I resonate with what you say so much. Um, right. So when me and my fiance were starting to date, we talked about our non-debatables and all that, yes. and and one of the things I said was like, I want to be a working mom. Mm-hmm. I, I really love what I want to do. Yep. And that's something that's super important to me. Yep. And the more our relationship has gone on and the more I'm like wanting kids and all this, yeah. I'm like, you know, I think I would be okay with taking a few years off. Yeah. You know, I feel like that'd be kind of like early retirement. But then the new job is having all the kids, and that's a lot of work. Right. Um, and now your kids yeah. are older, yeah. so you're kind of stepping back out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they get to the the, the formative years are hard, and um, we call my husband and I call it the blur year because our kids are 16 months apart, so we kind of did it mm-hmm. like crazy. Um, we don't remember anything. My daughter's first year of life, I don't remember because I had a toddler and her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now that they're nine and ten, they're in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm able to, because I never really truly left the workforce, I always had a little foot in mm-hmm. something. There was always something to kind of dip back into. And podcasting, broadcasting on your own terms, YouTube, mm-hmm. doing some PR or communications consulting, all those are really mom-friendly jobs and fields that you can kind of keep your finger on while you're in those years of raising littles and pop back into when the time comes. And there you will you will find in that field 
there is a large network of moms and very supportive of moms popping in and popping out as mm. life happens. So that's you've picked so a good great career field that's so for sure. Good. That is so good because that's what I've wanted to do my whole life. And to yeah. see that that'll fit in even when I'm a mom is yeah. so comforting. Mm-hmm. Oh my. So thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day. Of course, anytime. Um, thank you. You're welcome. So that's all we have for this episode of the What in the World podcast. Thank you so much to Professor Fortin for talking with me. She is a genius. I love her so much. So I really appreciate that she could talk with me for a little bit. But my advice to you all is to just listen and talk with those experts who really know what it's like to have that career and to be in the industry. You really need to know what that's like from their perspective. So that's all we have for this episode of the What in the World podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.